The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. The other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to our live podcast. So thrilled to be able to be doing this with you again from my new studio and with my two wonderful helpers and friends, Bev Garlip and Lynette Setzkorn. We're going to just answer some questions today about the inner of the afterlife. Big echo, Lynette. Okay, got a huge back uh, echo there. Okay, we can edit that out later. But anyway, thank you all for joining me. And we're going to be taking live callers in just a few minutes. But I wanted to tell you that we're not doing readings live on the air today. It's just like my Messages of Hope podcast for the past four years. Love to chat with you today about the afterlife, the spirit world, any questions that you have that would apply to everyone, we invite you to call in. And in fact, you can chat with us by Facebook Live or YouTube Live, and Bev and Lynette will field questions from there. So I'll take the phone calls and then we'll just flow with however this unfolds. All right, I still have a little bit of a feedback from both of you. So if you're muted, that would be great. And I have a call coming in from Fort Mill, South Carolina. Hi, if you're calling for the podcast, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for finding a way to continue to do your show. Well, it's a joy and we're all excited to be sharing it. So uh, welcome. What is your name, please? My name is Karen. Okay, Karen. Well, you are the first one to call in. You got through, so that's fantastic. What's your question today? My question is, when spouses are soulmates and one of them physically dies, can that one soul choose to stay on Earth with the other for as long as it wants? Oh, gosh. Let's talk about the soul. The soul is limitless. Let me see. I think. Excuse I'm- me, Suzanne. Um, I I didn't hear the question. I don't know if that's going out. Could you hear it? Or not. Lynette, could you hear it? I I I heard it, so I'll repeat it. She's asking if one soulmate passes from the physical body, can that soul remain with their their loved one here for the rest of their life? Is that how you worded it, Karen? Yes, or as long as they choose to, do they have to cross over? Can they stay here for a while? Okay. So my understanding from what my guides have told me and the the thousands of souls who I've talked to is the soul is always here. That's because the soul is an expanded state of consciousness, not just like we think of people as in a body. The soul exists in a place, a state of no time and no space. So... We have a good friend, the three of us who are on here with you today, named Brenda. When she crossed the veil, she came back immediately and told us she was visiting multiple friends at once because she was no longer limited to the body. So why I bring up that example is because anybody's soulmate can stay with you and at the same time continue visiting others and having their own experiences across the veil. It's a completely different dynamic than when we're in the body. So don't worry, have no fears that they're not going to be there for you anytime you call on them for the rest of your life. Okay. Thank you, Suzanne, so much. You're so welcome. Thanks for calling, Karen. 
Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's see, Bev, were you able to hear that ultimately? Yes, I could. Okay. And great. I noticed in the comments that everyone could hear. So it was something on my end. You're, you're okay, but you're back in battery too. That's good. I'm going to, let's see. I see a call coming in from Estonia. I think I'm going to, it was coming in before we even started. It's either a, a spam or somebody who really wants to talk from around the world. So let's take it and see what happens. Hello, you're on the air. Oh, hello. <laughs> can you hear me? I can. Are you really calling from Estonia? Yes, I am. I'm calling via Skype. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Great. Well, what is your name? My name is Kairi. I have called before. Every time I call, I get through. <laughs> it's really <laughs> surprising for me. <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, how can we help you today? Well, I hope my question is not too personal and that everybody can benefit from it. And I just wanted to say also that please don't put my name on the slip of paper because I already won your wonderful personal mediumship plus course. And uh, during that course, I had an amazing interaction with my grandmother across the veil. And it was really physical experience for me. I could touch her. It was amazing. Oh, nice, nice. But, but then you already said that you have your friend Brenda Baker on the line, so-called, on the <laughs> line. And my question is that later during that course, I felt as if your friend Brenda dropped in on me. And I was wondering, could that really be possible that it was her? <laughs> you bet it could. And I'm going to defer over to Lynette for a minute and because I know she can address this herself. You want to talk about that, Lynette? Sure. It's been really interesting to me because I talked to a lot of people uh, in Suzanne's classes. Lots of folks have written in to say, my goodness, I think I met up with Brenda in my meditation or asking for help from a guide and someone tickled my hair. And I know that that's one of Brenda's signs. Yes, she loves to help people. And if you feel like Brenda is there, trust it, go with it. Ask her for more signs, ask her to be your guide. She promised us in the week or two after she was on the other side, although she assured us that she was still right here, that she could be with any of us all the time, everywhere. She referenced a song by Barbara Streisand that was something like, I can be everywhere and, and trust it. Yes, go for it. She loves to help people. She is an eternal teacher. That's it, that's it, oh. the teacher. <laughs> oh. oh, wonderful, wonderful. It was really amazing experience. She was so excited and so proud. And she said that she is your assistant and that she does bookings for you, Suzanne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bookings from across the veil, no doubt, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was wonderful. So I trust that it was really her. <laughs> you can trust that. That's great. That's great. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for calling, Kyrie. Great to talk to you again. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. All right. Let me touch the engineering panel here. Get it right. Very good. Okay. Well, so let's see, Lynette. Lynette, you just answered one. Bev, anybody on the chat that has a question or comment? Um, now here's uh, an interesting one that I'm sure many people wonder about. Uh, Eva says, I wonder about praying for my loved ones that have crossed over. Do our prayers help them? Uh, do they need them or not need them? It's a great question. I've had those across the veil tell me repeatedly that they feel our prayers more than they hear them. And they just feel like love bubbling up. But uh they don't necessarily necessarily prayers because they there's a big echo girls so somebody okay they let's get back to the question was it that they don't need our prayers because they so clearly feel our love all the time and isn't that what our prayers are for that they know that they're loved that they know that 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 they be well across the veil and that's exactly how they are but they absolutely love the connection that they feel when they sense us praying for them so great question all right lynette which one are you monitoring youtube or facebook actually i think they might be meshed i'm not sure okay. because i see the same one on facebook that bev just read okay very we good do have one about the color of butterflies which is interesting whenever you're ready all right, I see a call from Statesville, North Carolina. I'm gonna have you stay on the line for a minute. 
And stay with us while I take one question from Lynette, but you got through and hang in there. We'll be back to you in a second. What's the question, Lynette? Well, it went away. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> right. Oh, here it is. This is from Claire. She says, I wanted to ask whether the color of the butterfly scent as a sign from our loved ones has any specific meaning. Suzanne saw yellow butterflies, but I understand other colors like brown could be warning of an imminent death. Am I reading too much into this? Oh, if it's fearful, I would say so. Yeah. Um, the color, if it were helpful, you would feel it in your heart. You would know this is a sign from your loved one. I've never heard any validation of the color of the butterfly being specific like that. But let me ask the team of guides here. Oh, got twitching my lip here. They say absolutely that messages from spirit are going to be uplifting and helpful and that anything fearful is coming from your human side. So good one. Yay. All right. Let's take our color from Statesville, North Carolina. Are you still on the line? I am Suzanne. It's Kim. Hi, Kim. How are you today? I am fabulous. I'm so excited to be speaking with you. I'm taking your shift class and loving it. Great. And any of you listening from around the world, this is a very beautiful North Carolina accent, I have to tell you. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. I'm not that far from you, I don't think. Just, okay. I'm right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. But um, my question is, and this is funny. It, it's not funny, but it is funny. <laughs> I've been, since I've been taking the course, I've really been in the expanded state. Okay. But my body is gaining weight. Like, <laughs> I mean, I haven't gone on scale because my pants are tight. <laughs> and it's just happened since I've been taking the course. Is there any, am I manifesting the wrong way? <laughs> <laughs> there, okay, let, I'll turn into you in a second here. But uh, all I'm hearing is expanded states do not equate to expanded waistlines. <laughs> if anything, the more we connect with spirit, the more we align with our true nature. This applies to all of you listening. And that is peace. That is a sense of fullness so much so that you no longer need to fill that emptiness with food or drink. So you would actually have fewer cravings the more you align with your true nature, which is the goal of, of all of this work. So I would just say, uh, look for another cause. And it's definitely nothing to do with the connection. Okay. And real quickly, do you feel like mediumship is my calling? I'm an animal communicator right now. Um, Let me see. What I get is it's the same thing that whether it's with animals or with people, you will be there to help whoever needs that connection. And you can, everybody can just feel your heart. I'm sure that most people who tune into the show are empathic and you could just feel your joy in sharing and uh, just keep doing it. But the animals I sense will continue to come out of the woodwork, so to speak. But uh, people, you're going to have a balance of about 25% people. The rest animals is what I see. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm so excited. Okay. So excited. Thank you Great. so much. You're Suzanne. welcome. Thanks for calling in. I love in. and appreciate you. Oh, we all love our whole community. Isn't it awesome? It's wonderful. All right. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye. All right, so let's see, girls. Anything we specifically need to talk about today? We have a question about guides. We have a question about guides. Okay, guides is always a topic of interest to most people. What is it? This is from, looks like Mick, Mick E. Dear Suzanne, what do you recommend for the times when our guides feel really distant and disconnected from us? Well, just know that they, oh, wow. Ha. Uh, I was going to say that they're always here for you, but they won't always answer your questions. And I'm laughing because this Tuesday, let's see, I'm going to put up a banner here. Yeah, good timing with this one. My monthly connection webinar is coming up this Tuesday, May 10th. And I'm going to be sharing a story, a personal example, how synchronicities were coming in like crazy for me in this past month, leading me to think I'm on the right path. This is an unmistakable thing I'm supposed to be doing. And yet my guides would not answer big questions that arose when something went completely awry in my path. And I just couldn't figure out why did I get such clear signs and yet 
now my guides aren't answering me. And finally, things have taken a turn. They're back on track. And suddenly, my guides are talking about it again. So I'll be sharing that uh, Tuesday night. You can see on the banner that you can sign up to join us for that and so much more Tuesday night. But meanwhile, why would we not sense our guides? I've totally gotten off track here, Lynette. Is that the question? Why would we feel distant? Why would we feel so distant after times when we felt really connected? Oh, gosh. And, and how would we overcome that distance? Yeah, I have. I feel suddenly uh, fullness in my second chakra. That's the one that has to do with relationships. Many times our own energetic flow, I use the term, gets gunked up. And so you would want to do a chakra clearing exercise daily like washing your external body in the shower every day, you need to clean your spirit body, your etheric body. So go to my website where I have uh, the gifts page, suzanngeisman.com forward slash gifts. And there's the 10 minute transformation is a beautiful method. It's a free download to just clear the energy. Even bad dreams that we have can gunk us up. And there are times I've sat down and I don't sense my guides at all when I sit to meditate. I'll do my very own meditation, the 10 minute transformation. And suddenly here they are. They hadn't gone anywhere. I was the one that was a little blocked up. So it's really wonderful to know that we can take charge of our own energy. And if there's a question your guides can answer, they will. Sometimes they have to hold back a little bit because you need to learn the lesson yourself, but they're still around. So you can still sense their presence. If you don't, you're just a little bit gunked up from being very human. Nothing wrong with that at all. At the soul level, you're perfectly fine. So I see a caller calling in. People must have written down that number because I took it away. I'm going to take this caller and then Bev will take somebody from the list, okay? Philadelphia, PA. I grew up 25 miles from there. Who do we have on the line today? Hi, Lynette. It's Kim Milano. Oh, Kim, well, you have Kim. Suzanne. Don't you hear Oatmeal. my... Oatmeal Kim. Oatmeal Kim. You're actually talking to Suzanne, and I knew that was you when I heard your name, Kim. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. I have to explain to everybody who's listening that uh, Oatmeal Kim got her nickname when she came to a workshop of mine in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and her mother made a pack of oatmeal move. Right in front of me, I saw it and knew that it was a loved one of Kim's across the veil. And it turns out that her mother absolutely loved oatmeal and really pulled a good one with making something physical move. So we hear your dogs in the background there. That's one of them. And that's funny because my question to you is, and um, I did listen to some of your um, YouTube videos about it, but it's because my my pet recently passed um i wanted to know is their transition the same as the humans and do they go with our family members the transition i uh is is very much the same i know from being present for two of my dogs transition that it's just instantaneous joy instantaneous release from a, a sick or old body and they hang out with us as long as they'd like there's nowhere else they would rather be. So they absolutely hang out with their human family. That makes me feel great because I, I do sense her around. You should. Um, yeah. Yeah. All three of us have had pets who have passed and, and we sense them and it's a beautiful thing. Well, thank you so much. All thank right. you. And it's great talking to you. Have Good to hear you day. too, Kim. Thank you for calling. So what do you think girls? It's not just Pollyanna, is it? It seems like, you know, I, everything I'm answering is so positive, so uplifting. And anybody who's not in a good place might say, oh, they're just saying that. It sounds so Pollyanna. But this is the reality across the veil. Bev, chime in here. Okay. Uh, actually, I see two questions uh, pop up about orbs. Debbie and uh, Nalina both asked, when we see orbs in a room or in a photo, are they our family members or, or just something random? When they're 
orbs that are really obviously not a reflection from the camera, especially if you can catch them on video and they move not just in a straight trajectory, but are moving with deliberateness. That's a visit. It could be guides, could be loved ones across the veil. the best way to sense who it is, is just like in mediumship, getting out of your head and not thinking about it, moving your awareness to the heart and asking, who is this? And there's just a knowing. And then do what I always encourage you to do, then engage. Like, is that you, mom? And then gratitude for being present. I don't have proof, of course, that the orbs are who they say they are. But again, sometimes we just have to trust and give credit to spirit. Okay. Let's see. We have another caller coming in, so I'm going to take that one. San Diego, California. You're on the air. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Hi, Suzanne. My name is uh, Shireen. Shireen. Welcome. Yeah, you got through so the line. To That's hear from you. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, I've always uh, been listening to your videos on YouTube, and it's just been really helpful for me. I'm so glad. Um, so I'm a I'm a medium myself. Okay. I've been practicing evidential mediumship for about two years. Great. And lately, um, I've no I've been drawn to trance mediumship. Um, I I joined one class. And ever since then, I've been feeling just like my tongue moving on its own. And um, lately, I've been like noticing my guys trying to speak through me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really in a trance state. Okay. So just like any time any of us feel our loved ones around, know that there is this law in the spiritual realms called the law of personal responsibility. And anytime you're uncomfortable, you set your own boundaries. So you just literally take a moment, shift your awareness that you're going to engage with whoever it is that's coming in when you don't want it and say, welcome, but why don't we do this only when I sit to practice expanded states of awareness, which is what trance is. Okay. So it is possible for your guides to um, use your words even if you're not in trance state you um, never give up control ever when in channeling and they absolutely will respect that so if you feel something coming through and you really can just nip that in the bud right away and say only when we have an agreement to do this in unison okay yeah it's not making me uncomfortable it's Mm -hmm. just strange and and it would be strange wouldn't it if you're not sitting deliberately to do that to yeah. all of a sudden be speaking words from someone else that is uh, not normal waking consciousness <laughs> so i feel probably yeah. because you're training so much for this and you're opening yourself up that they are closer in awareness than ever and it's just mm-hmm. so easy i could just channel my guides right now but you you can learn to manage that with more control but they will never control you okay okay all okay right. thank you so much thanks shereen bye-bye Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm I'm seeing happy birthday wishes to you, Suzanne, and I know exactly why that's happening. We we posted a new video on Suzanne's YouTube uh, channel today, and it was actually an excerpt from a monthly connection webinar that was in August of 2021, and it was near Suzanne's birthday. So she mentioned her birthday in that video. Um, so uh, that explains the happy birthday wishes that you're getting in the chat box, Suzanne. Hey, hey I'll take happy birthday wishes anytime. <laughs> Every day is a birthday, right? Thank you, everybody. Yeah, check out that video. Of, I just said to Ben, we need to give people some new content so they just stay engaged and know that we're all part of a greater reality. And she went back to one of our monthly connection webinars and chose a really great excerpt that talks about synchronicities. And so I hope you'll check it out. The latest video, it's also on the Facebook page, Uh, just magical moments with spirit that I hope all of you will start to notice more and more as well. Let me take another call. Fresno, California, another one from California. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you so much. My name is Nikki, okay. and 
I am calling about um, a message. Let me. I'm going to turn off my I'm, my delay on my computer. It's delayed for me speaking. So yeah. here's the thing. I've been reading all the uh, messages from Sanaya. There's been a lot about separation and how it's kind of the opposite of love. And so I have been really working on connecting with the mind of God and the sea of consciousness, because when I get into that meditative state, I really feel like I am connecting with everyone. And that helps me to keep and maintain that throughout the day. This now, is beautiful. Let me just, just that, say, let me just interrupt yeah. you, Nikki, and tell everybody what she just said. If everybody in this world did this, we would have a completely different environment that we lived in. So let's say, let's talk about challenges now, not problems. What is your new challenge and opportunity? So my challenge is that when I get into that meditative mode and I feel like I'm expanding, I keep that awareness of my physical body and it hinders me from letting go and really going with the flow. And I don't know how to uh, not be so aware of my physical body, which holds me back. I would say embrace your relationship with your body. The spirits use my body sometimes to give me experiences new experiences that I've never had. Certainly when I do readings, I experience this, the, the presence of others who are with me. My guides use me. Sometimes they'll make my finger twitch to, to bring in somebody differently. My lip twitches. I want to be aware of my body because it is a tool. It's an instrument. There will be times when we we're so expanded in our awareness that we don't feel the body. I feel that if you just let go of the thought that you shouldn't feel the body, then you'll be open to whatever happens and not think that one way is better than another. How's that feel? That makes sense because it's really incorporating all aspects of me into the experience. Exactly. Yep. Super. Wonderful. Thank Yay. you. A good question that helps everybody very much. So thank you for calling. You're very welcome. All Bye. right. Bye-bye. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Let's chat for a minute here. I had somebody ask me the other day what my meditative practice Okay, Lynette, you may need to mute. Both of you mute until I, I'll call on one of you, or you just unmute yourselves when you talk because that echoes really bad. Um, and I shared that I meditate first thing every day without fail. I think there was one day last week when I had to catch a flight super early. And so I caught up with my guides a little later in the day. But for me, it's a way of setting my priorities straight every day to remind myself I am not only human. I'm both human and a soul and a direct expression of source. And then I make that connection with my guides. Sometimes family members and spirits show up and I get the daily way message. To me, it's it's a sacred time of the day, sometimes seven minutes, sometimes 27 minutes, 37 minutes. I don't time it because I just flow with it. So why don't both of you just share? Because people might say, well, you're a medium. So of course, you're going to do this every day. I'd love to know. Uh, Bev, why don't you go first and unmute yourself? Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I also aim for every day. Um, uh, you know, it feels like uh, the best way to start my day. Um, and I'm, I'm not a medium. I don't always see people or hear things, but I know that spirit would never let me down. And I know when I tune in, they, they are there. And if I ask for my day to be divinely guided, um, if they would guide my thoughts, my words, my deeds, that it's going to be a much better day than if I was just doing that on my, my own human self. And, um, 
even though I may not, you know, see something or, or hear something, then I know it will show up later in the day. Just a, an, an answer will come that is much better than I would have come up with by myself. Somebody, I'll meet somebody that uh, helps me with a problem. Um, Suzanne will ask me to write a blurb for something and the words will be there. And I look at it later and say, wow, who wrote that? Where did that come from? And I, I feel like it, it's because I asked that morning that, that my day be, be guided. No doubt at all. You know, so many people think that meditation is just sitting quietly, but it can be quiet time and it can also be engaging other aspects of higher consciousness. Thanks, Bev. How about you, Lynette? Well, I actually started meditating in the early 80s, and I, at that time, thought that I had to go for hours. Um, interesting things happened, which I found unnerving, I guess. My father helped me with some of that because he had meditated in the 60s and into the 70s and, uh, and, and then stopped. At the time, I was involved in a, a group that uh, suggested prayer and meditation, and so I was just kind of floating around doing what I thought needed to be done. So it's been an off and on process for decades. And it's only really in the last 10 years, maybe, that I've become um, really consistent. And maybe even, I would say, the last five years that I've become uh, very, very disciplined about it. Um, I don't have a left brain, so... <laughs> I don't have Suzanne's perfect discipline, but I do go every day. I do set a timer. And while I don't always, you know, consistently do 10 minutes, that, that's what I shoot for. At minimum, I shoot for three. There are times when, you know, it's a minute, um, but not very often. And um, I have to have parameters that allow me, you know, if I miss a day, it's not like I'm a failure. I'm an all or nothing kind of person. So, you know, it's like if I have a long run of like 700 days of, you know, not missing any and then I miss a day, my inclination is just don't do it at all. You know, so I allow myself, you know, like one miss a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds kind of nutty, but um, but, uh, you know, I've done this for a long time and I know how my mind works. But what I found is that. I've taken the goal oriented thing away from it. You know, it's like, I'm not going to meditate and oh my gosh, connect with my people every time. I am just going to consistently do the practice because that makes me feel really good about myself and really good about the fact that I'm kind of, you know, free spirited fly by the seat of your pants kind of person. I start my day and I do this and I've done it. And part of my process too, is to write every day, write something every day. And it, Often it's in my writing that I make the connections with my guides and my loved ones in spirit. And uh, it's just making it be something, not something like you've got to meditate, but instead, ooh, I get to meditate. Yes, you know, that's, yes. that's really changed the process. So Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, I love you girls. And this good, everybody. I hope it's motivated you because it's the most transformational thing you can do to sit every day and get to know yourself beyond the human body, your true higher self and who you can connect with once you get out of this limited focus. All right, super. So I have somebody on the line that I, I picked up the call in the middle there and I believe it's from New Jersey. Thanks for waiting on the Hi. line. Hi. Hi, Suzanne, it's Angel. Um, <laughs> I, I have a question. Do we interfere with the ascension of a loved one? by trying to communicate with them. This is what my, um, the mother uh, of uh, Ayla, uh, when, when, right before she was passing away, she said um, she thought that I would be interfering or we would be interfering with her ascension by trying to communicate with her. Let me put it this way. When somebody's calling you on your phone, your phone starts ringing. You have a choice to answer it or not, right? I like to right. think of it that way. When we call out to our loved ones who are in spirit, when we pray for them, they're aware of it like a gentle phone ringing, not some annoying ringtone. Ah, there's somebody who loves me thinking of me. I think I'll check in on them. That's not interfering. We never lose that choice, even when we leave the body. 
So who would not want to receive a loving call and have a loving interaction with somebody who's still here in a body? So see how that just shift in perspective puts it in perspective. Okay. Yes, I didn't want to be disrespectful to, to her wishes if, you know, if she felt like me trying to communicate with, um, you know, like there's a fine line between like, um, well, it's that's, I mean, she's very spiritual and very, awakened but it I, so i was surprised that she felt i would be or, or we would be interfering so i don't know if i just don't share if i have a communication um now know. see there's an ethical issue isn't it if she's completely yeah. asked you do not communicate with her let me ask the guides about that one you are an individual with free will rights you're intention is a loving connection so do not go behind her back but tell your friend you're doing this out of love and you respect her wishes yet you will still send love to her loved one okay 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 thank you suzanne you're welcome i mean i had a, I had a big smile yeah. when you came on because angel was our first caller the first time that we did one of these <laughs> online shows so Welcome back, Angel. Thanks <laughs> Thank for you calling. So much. All right. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. I want to talk about the uh, person who called in who's practicing trance mediumship. That is a, an expanded state of awareness where we can allow our guides and loved ones to speak directly through us. And like I said, it's never out of our control. And I call it channeling when I bring through my guides because I'm still aware that they're speaking, I can hear their words and I observe and listen, even though those words are coming out of my mouth. And uh, I wanted to share with all of you that I'm going to be channeling my guide, Sanaya, in a special lengthy session, probably channeling them for about 35 to 45 minutes or so on May 29th. Let me see. I'll put up a little banner here. May 29th. It's a Sunday, two o'clock Eastern time, and I'm going to do it to raise funds for suicide awareness and prevention because I've loved doing these charity channeling sessions two or three times a year. And I always ask my guides what would be the best charity to donate to. And so this time in the past week, I've brought through three young men who took their own lives. And I knew it was a setup from spirit to say, let's bring more attention to this subject here. So the guides will most likely talk about suicide a bit in their channeling, but not completely. I never know what they're going to talk about, but they will answer some questions from those who are in attendance. So if you go to my homepage, SuzanneGeesman.com, right underneath the banner are thumbnails of upcoming events, and you can register now and make a contribution to the suicide awareness and prevention charities that are listed there. And uh, already, gosh, Bev, we've already raised probably over $4,000. Do you know what it's up to today? I don't have the exact amount, but I'm guessing it's probably uh, close to 5,000 already. Nice. It's nice. just been posted really yeah. in two days. Yeah. yeah, just been up for two days. And the beautiful thing is that you all will feel the energy of spirit. Every time I channel, I love it because I can feel the collective energy of all of us gathered for the sessions and then the energy of Sanaya when they step in and you will be able to feel that, that higher energy and hear their words and experience that with us. So I hope you'll join us. Do you have any uh, questions or comments to share from anybody, girls? Um, actually, Suzanne, on, on the Facebook page, your Facebook page where we have the channeling for charity posted, uh, someone asked, uh, basically, uh, do we come to earth with our soul plan, including suicide? Would that ever be in a soul plan? And if it is, why would we try to prevent it? And there, there are several comments, so it, it may be great to um, to talk a bit about that. Yes, and I'd love to answer that. And as I do so, it comes from having asked my guides and asked those who have taken their life by suicide about this. 
because there are differing answers that you'll get from different people who, who deal with the afterlife. I can only answer what's been given to me and what also feels right in my heart, which is the test always when we ask any question that we don't have an answer for at this level. Let me just tune into them as I answer to this, just to make sure it's coming from them as well. Correct. That no soul comes here deliberately planning to leave by their own hand. However, all souls know they're going to take on a certain path in this lifetime. Some paths are more challenging than others. For example, willingly and knowingly entering a body that the soul knows will have some, let's call it poor wiring, some kind of a chemical imbalance or something that just is not what we would call normal human behavior. Yet the soul takes on that body for the opportunities that that will offer them for a unique experience while here in physical form and for those around that person to learn more love and compassion and caring. When they take on challenging assignments in a human body, no matter what the situation, the guides say to them, now, you know, this is going to be harder life than most. You know, there may come a time when you just say, this is more than I can handle. And in all of these cases, because they come into this life, after all, the soul says, I'm going to take it on. I'm going to do my best. And there are those who just get to that point and they say, this was harder than I thought it would be, and then take their own lives. So that's the best of my understanding for now. I can't guarantee that the guides will talk more about that in the Channeling for Charity session, but uh, it will be interesting, and I hope you'll join us. Okay, let's see if we have anybody on the line. No? We'll take a couple more calls if you want to try again. Anybody whose call I missed, I'm not going to put that number up or the phone lines will light up all over again. Is it, Are there any questions in the chat box that either of you can pass along? Lynette has one. I've got, a, I've got a good one. I think it's really important right now. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't know who asked it because I had backed out to get the phone number and that somehow backed me up. Anyway, so the question was, in times like now when things are chaotic and there's a lot of strife and people are at each other's throats in many cases, including within our own families, how can we continue to bring light and love to the world and to um, do our best to bring a healing energy um, to situations where there is strife and chaos and yeah. dissension and all of that. Yeah, it is a great question. And the answer is coming to know we are not only human, but both human and a soul. And that we have the flexibility to change our point of view at any moment. And sometimes it takes practicing, shifting from I'm caught up in the drama, feeling very human, feeling all this strife to that observer mode, the, the detached yet compassionate viewpoint of the soul. Instantly, there's peace there. Instantly, there's knowing at a higher level, all is well. These are experiences that we as souls came to have. And the more of us who learn that we are both human and soul and we can take the higher view, not the righteous view, not the better view, but the bigger picture view, that allows us to receive greater insights and that when we shift back into stepping into the drama, like stepping out of the balcony and onto the stage, we bring those insights with us, we bring that peace with us, and we become the change instead of bemoaning what's going on. Okay? All right. That was a good one. I'll take one more caller. I missed one while we were answering that one. Let's see. Anything else we want to talk about that we need to talk about? We have the upcoming webinar. We have Channeling for Charity. There we go. That was Topeka, Kansas, the heartland of America here. Hi, you're on the line from Topeka. Welcome to the show. Hi. I'm so happy. Uh, thank yeah, you. What's your name? 
If you would mute your speakers, if you can, and give us your name. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. Please mute um, your speakers, okay? Because okay. we're getting feedback. Uh, I, I'm doing it, okay. Doing okay. It right now. All right. Yes, it's, I have, and maybe you've answered this before, and my old brain isn't so functional, <laughs> but you're still. Uh oh, what happened? I think we're okay. We're now. good. We're good. Yep. Okay, great, honey. Okay. Um, soul and spirit. Those those words are so interchangeable in our eastern culture or western culture and i've been doing a lot of studying looking at the aramaic spirit in the in the original like holy breath so i guess um the way i understand it the soul is our essence that comes from source and having watched my daughter take her last breath mm. um although i know her soul went is still intact like you've always said it's whole it's always whole and i hope i'm making sense so far so good yeah mm -hmm. okay honey all righty well um thank you so much i'm so excited that you took the call all right i'm listening well is your question what is the difference between the two yes 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 okay that's a tricky one and boy what i've learned over the years is that our words keep us stuck. Really, okay. what is it we know? We know that we exist. We know that we are here. All we really are is this awareness. I exist and here I am. That essence of you is spirit, if you want to put it that way. That's what we all share, this knowing I am right now that i am with no modifications no qualifications just pure being then becomes limited into ex unique expressions that then become modified i am a woman i am a man or i am a less expansive version of simply pure being that we would call the soul that's the that's the basic beautiful I amness, the beingness of all of us that becomes limited to have an actual experience that is unique. And that's the soul essence. And then it becomes even more limited when it identifies with a body. So spirit simply is pure awareness everywhere, omnipresent, omniscient. And then the soul is a, an actual pattern of sensations, thoughts, and feelings that are identifiable as unique individuals. Did I just muddy the waters even more? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a, quite an interesting, complex um, vernacular that we've used uh, uh, when we interchange those two. But I just, I guess I'm thinking that as long as we're in this experience in the physical body, we're breathing, that that gives animation and life to this experience. But when that ceases, the soul continues on. And I've heard you say that it, it, we have that, I, I, maybe I'm, uh, I might be misquoting, I hope not, that that's our, our signature. That's what we come from source with. That's it. Is, that's it. Okay. And it absolutely okay. continues on and will always exist in yeah. the heart, the mind of the one mind, that spirit that is yeah. everywhere. Okay. So don't have any doubts that your daughter is not still aware, still exists because that 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 essence of her shares the same essence that you do which is the one spirit okay uh -huh. all right thank you so Great. very much suzanne i didn't catch your name i'm jan jan thank Ash. you for calling i took jan. your oh. evidential mediumship class and it's I, I i've followed you for some time now and you have been the greatest source of comfort since my daughter's 
uh, moving on into another experience um, coming up on three years. So you have been my lifeline. Thank you so much. Well, that's the goal. And thank you for calling in, Jan. That's, that's why I do this work. And that's why Bev and Lynette are so crucial to this work. They understand what I know many of you are are on the path to understanding and a lot of you really get it and some of you some of the things we said today might have gone right over your head but it's our greatest joy to, to be in community with all of you and sharing what we know in our hearts is our current understanding of truth uh, there's only one truth that never changes but along the way we are always changing and growing may you test everything in your heart any final words from Bev and Lynette? Oh, it just, it, it's wonderful again to see so many countries represented uh, in, in the chat. We literally are all over the globe uh, shining these lights. So thank you for being here. Love it. It's really great to share an hour this afternoon with all of you. I love it. The people call in, the energy feels fantastic. Really, really, really enjoyed this. Thank you. Very much. And I have a few other staff members behind the scene, uh, Donna and Valerie, who make all of this possible. And of course, my wonderful soulmate, Ty, who uh, does more things to support this work than I could ever describe. But you all are part of this community. I hope we've helped you today with a few questions. Sorry about some of the glitches we had with the sound, but uh, hopefully you felt from our heart that we just love spending time with you. So thank you for joining us. We'll see you here next time. Bye-bye. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. <laughs>